let's jump into um, to the word this morning. In Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 11, it says, This is, cast your bread upon the waters, for you will find it after many days. Give a portion to seven or even to eight, for you know not what disaster may happen on the earth. If the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves on the earth. And if a tree falls to the south or to the north, in the place where the tree falls, there it will lie. I love this. This is great wisdom here, right? This, this is part of, in the Bible, it's part of a section called wisdom literature here, right? And so, verse 4, <clears throat> He who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. As you do not know the way the Spirit comes to the bones in the womb of a woman with child, so you do not know the work, uh, the work of God who makes everything. In the morning sow your seed, and at evening withhold not your hand. For you do not know which will prosper, this or that, or whether both alike will be good. Uh, how many people here, if you're reading this, how many people here are hearing the scripture maybe for like for the first time in your life? <laughs> you know? This is an interesting section of scripture. I, I don't know if you're like me. I am, when I read that scripture about, you know, casting your bread upon the water, I'm thinking, what does that even mean? Unless you're going out to feed the ducks or feed the fish or something, you know, what, what's this casting your bread upon the, the water stuff? And, uh, and so we're going to take a look at that today. <clears throat> this, um, this scripture really does have a, have a deep meaning for us and some practical application for our life today. It, um, it's actually connected to kind of the, the Middle Eastern agricultural world and uh, the, the, the farming that went on in biblical times in, in the Middle East. Um, you all ready for a little history, a little history lesson, a little geography lesson? How many people say, I, I would like to learn something today? <clears throat> how many rest of you say, how many say, I want to stay stupid? So, no, no, I'm, uh, no I meant I don't want to. <laughs> Uh-oh, we got a little discussion going on over here. So... Um, you know that the, in in Egypt, the Nile River is um, is the longest river in the world. It it goes it extends over four thousand miles. And um, one of the most unique things about it is that unlike most rivers, most rivers like the Mississippi, you know, flow, they flow from the the north to the south. But the the Nile River actually flows flows from the south to the north. And each year during the rainy season. The, um, the Nile River would overflow its banks, and, uh, and it would spread out for hundreds, hundreds of square miles all over uh, the banks of the, of the river there. And so what the farmers during these times learned to do was they would get in their boats, and they would take the seed that they were going to plant for crops, and they would go out in the boats, and they would literally just scatter the seed on top of the water. They would throw it on the water which um, doesn't seem in some contexts really to make a lot of sense. But when the water would recede, when the floodwaters would recede, when they would go, go down and the Nile would go back within its normal banks and normal, uh, the way it normally flowed, then that seed would get deposited all over this land and, and it would be deposited in this rich silt. And uh, not many days or eventually there would be an incredible harvest that would come up. The, the, the river actually spread the seed out and planted the seed further than the farmers would have ever been able to do that. And because of that, it became a very rich, an abundant harvest came to those farmers. They become very rich in their, in their farming. Well, can I tell you today, God wants his people, he wants our lives to be blessed with an abundant harvest. Do you agree with that this morning? Amen. 
I mean, he really does. He, he, he wants us to have the harvest of, of love and joy and peace and, and, and so many things. And, and I, I believe that, that today when we look at this scripture and the things that we're talking about with, with um, this series that all this church wants is money, we don't want something for, from you. We want something for you. We want you to be blessed. We want you to experience the harvesting in your life that God wants you to have. And, and so what we're looking at here is we're, we're going to see some financial laws today that have to do with a, a topic called sowing and reaping. Anybody ever heard of sowing and reaping? It's a very, very powerful, very powerful a scriptural law, biblical law. As a matter of fact, it has its roots all the way back in Genesis chapter 1. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 28, God's speaking here to man, and he says, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We see specifically that God gives two commands here, two commands to his people that I believe that continue and they're a part of God's admonition, God's instruction for us today. The first one is to have dominion. They were to have dominion over all the earth, over the animals, over the fish of the sea and and, and really, man does have dominion. We continue to exercise to d- dominion today. But, it, but for the New Testament and the New Covenant, that, that dominion expands not just over the earth, but, but also over the devil. How many people are glad we have dominion and authority over the enemy today? Amen? We really do. And we have, we have the ability to have dominion and to have authority over our minds and over our attitudes and, and what we think and what we say and how we live. That's what God wants us. That's how God wants us to live. So we have dominion. And the second thing was to, to be fruitful, for there to be reproduction that's taking place. In the this scripture in Genesis, this was talking about was about making babies, talking about that we want you to go out and to, to have lots and lots of, of babies, and we want you to fill the earth and populate the earth. I hear somebody say amen to that. So, so uh, yeah, well, you know, that, that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother sermon, but we'll get to it, okay? So, uh, but um, that, that's our admonition. And in the, again, in the New Testament, this, this, this mindset of reproduction continues but, but it's about making disciples, right? It's about letting that law of increase go along. How many people believe that we are all, every single one of us, is instructed to make disciples? Amen? I believe that. Nobody should ever go to heaven alone. Every one of us should be, have in our heart a plan to take somebody with us. Amen? So let's look today at some thoughts, some laws uh, concerning, uh, look at the law of, um, of sowing and reaping. Ready? Number one. First thing here is when you sow a seed, you do not get a seed back, all right? This is part of farming, part of agriculture here today. So if you, um, if you sow a seed, if you sow an apple seed, how many people know that you don't just get an apple seed back, you plant an apple seed, but you, and you don't just get an apple, do you? you? What do you get? You plant an apple seed and you get an apple tree. Come on now, we're getting there, right? This is, are you smarter than a youth pastor? Oh, he's not there, so it's all right. We, we, we had that the other Wednesday night, but you get an apple tree, and on that apple tree, on that apple tree, there are lots of apples. And then what's inside? I told you, I said, be sure to get an apple. Not, I don't understand. I'm, I'm not even sure I haven't, I don't understand. How do you have seedless fruit? 
uh, how do they, I don't understand, how does that reproduce? It scares me to eat that kind of stuff. But this, this apple has seeds in it. And so if you were to take those seeds and plant those seeds, then you're going to get back more. You're going to get back more than what you planted. The same thing if you were going to plant corn, right? That, it, that it open this corn up and, and we see that there's, we take a, a, a kernel of corn, a seed of corn and, and plant that, then you don't just get one, you know, you don't just get a, a, an ear of corn or a seed. What do you do? You get a stalk. And on that stalk, there are many ears of corn. Right? How many people are learning something here today? Okay. <laughs> right? You're getting, you get many, many uh, um, ears of corn and multiple seeds that can be reproduced. So you don't just um, get seed back, right? You get more back than, um, than what you plant. A second thought here, a second thought, is that everything you need comes from a seed. Everything you need comes from a seed. Um, the food that you're going to eat today at lunch, I'm excited. I'm not going to tell you where I'm going because... But uh, I'm, we're going to want a great place, one of my favorite places. Yvette's going to have to tag along. But, but it, it's one of those places. It's one of those places where you can kind of just serve yourself. You know what I'm talking about? Okay? You get all you want. You know? It's, it's just a glorious concept, I'm telling you. So, but, uh, but everything that you need is going to be, it's on there, it's going to come from the seed. The, the fruit, the vegetables, we know that reproduction takes place through the seed. The, the meat that you eat, it, it really does come from a seed. And do I need to explain that? I mean, right, you know, the, the, let me put it like, you came from a seed, right? Do you understand that? Look over your mom and dad, say thank you, right? <laughs> Call them up, send them a text, thank you. <laughs> Uh, parents, if you have children here, you can explain that. Uh, you can explain that to them later. But 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 everything everything comes from that seed. It really does, and and that seed then brings life. It causes life, and 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 it gives us the opportunity to grow, and and for things to grow and to reproduce and to have meaning just beyond being a seed. Amen. Whew. I got out of that one, right? <laughs> so. Um, next here, you have, and I really believe this, is that you have all of the seed in, that you need to accomplish what God's called you to do. So, sometimes I think we're in this place where we, we, um, we think, well, I don't have enough. And can I say that I think we have all that we need if we'll start to use what we have, if we'll start to sow, if we'll start to plant the seed that we have. If you don't plant your seed, let me tell you something, you will fail. There's no way that you can be a success. There's no way that you can accomplish God's purposes in your life without planting the seed. I, I believe that there are people right here today that have, a, have, a, have this little, every now and then there's this little feeling that starts over and here and you hear this little voice and it's, man, I want to change the world. I believe there's people here saying, I want to make a difference. I want to, I want to leave an impact for my, for my family and, and for this community. And, and I want to be a part of changing the world from Jesus Christ. Does anybody ever have some dreams like that? Some things that stir in them and say, I want, to, I want to make a difference. Can I tell you, maybe your desire is to 
to change the world through a ministry or to build a company or to have some type of a discovery or create some type of a thing. But, but we may seem to be kind of stagnant and stalling and maybe just kind of stuck in the mud or flailing around. And, and we go to God and we say, oh God, I need you to help me. I need you to do something. And God responds back, take what you have and put it to work. Plant your seeds. So begin where you're at. I think so many people have a desire to be great but before you've got to, you're ever going to be great, you've got to start, right? Okay, we don't get great first and then start. We start where we're at, and God will bring the greatness. Amen? Listen to this scripture. Let's plant, anybody say, plant the seed so it can multiply. Let's plant the seed, all right? Galatians chapter 6 says this. Do not be deceived, verse 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. I have this underlined in my notes. I'd encourage you, read that. Sometimes we kind of read over that. God will not, don't be deceived, God will not be mocked. For whoever one, for whatever one sows, that will he also reap. <clears throat> for the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. Let's read it again. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. Nobody here is going to give up. Amen? Nobody here is going to quit. Amen? We're going to keep on. So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone, and especially to those who are the household of faith. I've got to tell you that in my heart, there have been times because of abuses and misuses about teachings of sowing and reaping and the law of first fruits and harvest and things like that, that I've wanted to put it on the shelf. I've wanted to ignore it. I've wanted to, to deny it. But can I say this very, very lovingly to each and every person here, that if we do not believe in sowing and reaping, we're living in deception. If you do not believe in sowing and reaping, you're living in deception. Look at that. Verse one or verse seven again, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. That, that, that word mocked in the Greek, it's mozzarezo. And, and what it means is, is it means to um, basically kind of to, to thumb your nose at God, stick your nose up at God. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, have you ever, have you ever um, had somebody, maybe you've said something to somebody and them go, oh, sure. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know what you're basically saying? You're basically saying, I don't need that. I don't believe that. I, I'm not going to agree with that. I'm not going to go along with that. Now, now, you might be able to get away with that with your friends or your mom or dad or something. Or, you know, you can get away with anything with Mimi and Pop. So, I mean, or, right? Nana, buddy, they just write. Right? But you know what? God's not going to be mocked. And God's, God's word is true. So... I, I want to challenge us and ask you, do you believe in sowing and reaping? Do, do you understand that it's a part of God's principle? Next thing, okay, next thing here. According to Galatians chapter 6 here, every seed you sow will bring a harvest. Every seed you will sow will bring a harvest. How many people know that, that sometimes we sow good seed, great seed, it's going to bring a good harvest? Sometimes you sow some bad seed, okay? Whatever seed you sow is going to bring a harvest. Next thought. Every seed will produce. Every seed's going to bring a harvest. 
But, but every seed has a different germination, a different gestation period. Uh, um, every season, uh, every seed does not um, take the same amount of time to grow. Okay? So that's why the scripture here in, in Galatians 6 where it says this, it says, In due season. In due season. In the right season. Anybody ever planted a garden? We planted a garden. We had a garden one time. And um, we planted lots of stuff, but we planted a whole row of zucchini. How many people know that zucchini are like God? They, they, they come in, they don't come in just to be a part of the garden, they come in to take over, right? So, I, I mean, our, we, we went away and neglected our garden for a while, and we came back and zucchini was everywhere. Zucchini had ate the radishes and the greens, I mean, it was... Do you remember that? We had zucchini was climbing up our fence, and our fence wasn't even near the garden. I'm, you know, so. but, I, but I'm telling you here that, that, that all of the seeds you plant, you can plant them all at the same time, but they don't all grow at the same time. But every seed will, prevent, will plant a harvest. The other thing is I would say is that sometimes when we've planted seed and we don't see any action... I used to kind of at times wonder if things were really happening and growing. And so it'd be, it was almost like spiritually that I would go in, I'd plant a seed, and I'd watch it, and I didn't see anything happening. And then I'd dig it up to see if it was still there. You know, <laughs> so I'll plant it back. There's nothing happening yet. How many people know if you do that, it'll never grow? But what God says is God says, don't grow weary. He says, wait in faith. Keep your confidence in the promise of God, and it will bring a harvest. I, I mean, I believe that's right where there's some people at this morning that, that maybe there's some things that, that you've, you know, you've planted and you're holding on for and you're waiting for, but, and you haven't seen it yet. But you know what? When you don't see it, it's a great opportunity to exercise some faith and some trust and some confidence and some belief that God is true to his word and he will bring about a harvest. Can anybody say amen this morning? Amen. I think it's absolutely true. So don't grow weary. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 6 says this. It says, um, um, beginning 2 Corinthians 9, I was looking at this watch, I was looking at a watch. You know what it means when a preacher takes a watch and puts it on the table, right? Absolutely nothing, you're exactly right, so that's right. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I didn't say anything about anybody in particular, right? So, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, the point is this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one, everybody say that with me, each one, each one, you and I are an each one. Each one must give as he's decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound, underline that, highlight that. God is, make all, is able to make all grace abound to you. So that you, having all sufficiency in all things and at all times, you may abound in every good work. As it is written, he has distributed freely, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. He who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will, doesn't say he might, says he will supply and multiply your seed, right, for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way to be generous. Say it, to be generous. Say it with me, to be generous. To be generous in every way, 
which will through us, which through us will produce thanksgiving to God. You know what Paul's doing here in this section of scripture that he's actually, excuse me, quoting and alluding to Psalm chapter 112. In Psalm 112, what what, what it is, is it's it's the vision of a righteous life. And, And what I believe Paul's telling the Corinthian church here is he's saying to them and saying to us today is you need to have a vision for your life. Anybody here have a vision for your life? I mean, that, that's one of the things that, that God, I would just say, is, has, has blessed um, Yvette and I with through the years. Is, man, there's, there's always been a vision. I can remember when, when we were um, first starting in ministry and, and struggling and suffering for Jesus, living on an island in the Bahamas. I know it was really... But, um, hey, try raising money for suntan, suntan lotion. I'm telling you, you know, you think, uh, yeah. So, um, but, um, but, but can I tell you that that I can remember having a vision and having a, a passion in our heart and, and, and Yvette being, you know, getting pregnant with Bradley. And I can remember already before we saw him and before we, 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 we saw Tanner praying over them and, 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 and singing to them. And, well, Yvette would sing to them. She wouldn't let me sing to them. She wanted them to be able to sing on key, so I don't understand what that was all about. But, but she would... Um, so we, we would sing to them and read the scripture and already began to have a vision of, of, a, of a family that was, was going to make an impact for God in the world and already began to have a vision of a, of a family, that, that scripture, one of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs 13, 22, where it says, a, a godly man leaves an heritage for his children's children and already began to think about that we want a heritage of righteousness and a, and a heritage of, of commitment and faithfulness to the Lord and a, and a financial heritage. And let me just ask you, do you have a vision for your life? Do you, do you have a vision for, for being people that are, the, the way that you're going to live and how you're going to, who you're going to be as a family? I'm telling you, you need that. Parents, I mean, I'm thankful that we've got, got, got you know, people here that are married and with child. That's the pattern, married and with child, Okay. And, and I encourage you, pray over those kids and, and begin to already prophesy and begin to declare that, that they're going to live lives of godliness and righteousness and, and the children's children are going to serve the Lord and the children's children are going to make an impact in the nations. Man, you, gotta, you, know, you can't just float along and think that you've you got to have a plan, you've got to have a vision, you've got to have some direction in your life. And, I, and folks, can I tell you that the same thing's true when it comes to money. You gotta have a vision for money. What what is your money going to do? Is, is your money just gonna support the, the 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 you know the Coke companies and the Pepsi companies and the and the and the is your money your the vision for my money is to support every fast food restaurant in the world. That's my you know man here we come. That's my I'm gonna help my my money is gonna speak all kinds of languages. It's gonna speak tacos. It's gonna speak Chinese. It's gonna you know it's gonna or do you have a vision that, that your money is going to, it's going to be a blessing? It's going to be a blessing to your family and a blessing to your children, a blessing to your children's children, and a blessing to the nations of the earth, to the kingdom of God, and to the nations of the earth. What kind of vision do you have for money? Do you believe, do you have a vision? I'm serious about this. I'm asking, do we have a vision 
I have a vision. We have a vision. There's many, many of us in this church that have a vision of this church being so fully resourced. Where There's so much financial income in this church that, that we lend, we send to the missions, we lend to the community. We, we help support other churches and other ministries and other pastors and people locally and globally for the glory of God. I mean, I mean, it's part of the vision. It's part of, of who we are. Do you have a vision? Scripture goes on and says, God, if we have a vision, if we use the finances in this way, that God is, made, is able to make all grace abound to you for every good work. I mean, I think we need to think this way. Do you think this way about your business? I want to see a business created and started so that, that the excess of that business, that the abundance of the resource that comes through that business can, can fund the kingdom of God. Man, we, we got to get this, folks. Somebody say, say, I receive it. Come on, just say, I receive it. Are you, are you ready to get this impartation today? God, God wants to... Open windows of heaven and pour blessing and make all grace abound to you. In all things, not just finances. Finances, yes, but in all things. In whatever you need, God is able to make a harvest abound. Listen, there are some people here this morning that you need healing in your bodies. I believe God is able to make that grace abound. I believe he can heal your bodies today. Amen? But can I say this? That if only thing we have a vision for is just, I'm for doctors, I go to the doctor, I've been to the doctor here recently, I'm not again. But can I tell you that I don't put all my confidence in the doctor. I put my confidence in the Lord to work through the doctor, amen? I'm not against medicine and thank the Lord for God giving the revelation and the wisdom. But can I tell you this, when I take medicine, man, I'm saying, God, you're the one that causes the medicine to work. My trust is in you. Do you put, are you sowing faith? Are you sowing faith for healing? Are you sowing so that you can reap? There's some people here today that you need wisdom and direction for your life. And what do I do? And what, what, what do I do about a job? And which way do I go? And what decision do I make about, about education or this or that? Are you sowing? Are you sowing faith into the Lord? There's some people here today that, that need a, a, a loved one. You've got a, you've got a lost son or a daughter. You've got a, a, a mom or a dad that's not living for Jesus Christ. You've got friends. You've got relatives that, that don't know God. Can I ask you, are you sowing the seed of witnessing to other people so that God's grace can abound in your family? Well, my dad... You guys know the story. You've heard it. For 38 years, I prayed for my dad. And there'd be times that I'd, I'd say, God, I wish I had an opportunity to wait. He says, you sow, and I'll be faithful. You sow. And God did it in a way that I still am overwhelmed by. I'm just telling you, folks, that there's, there's something about this that we've got to get hold of. We're missing some things in the kingdom. So... Amen? We all together on this? Everybody okay with this? So here's how about another law from, we can learn from farmers. Don't eat all your seed, okay? If you eat all the seed, you're, gonna have, you're not going to have anything to plant. Folks, I'm telling you, the future, how you sow your time, how you sow your energy, your future is in your seed, okay? Don't let it end up in your stomach, right? Don't, don't, okay? don't, don't, don't spend all your time. 
okay, goofing around and goofing off and messing around and, and, and you know, I'm just, just don't do that, right? Don't, 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 don't spend all your money just on consuming it on things you want now. Okay, give it, give it some time to, to get planted, planted in, in, in tithe and planted in generosity and planted in the church and planted in your savings account so it can, it can grow, it can grow, amen? Amen. So next, next thought, plant what you want to harvest. All right, plant what you want to harvest. So um, giving and sowing is how we multiply the, the, the kingdom. So give what you need, give what you need. I am. Um, it'd be silly, wouldn't it, if a farmer went out in the field and he's standing there and he goes, "Man, I just can't believe this. God, look at this. This whole field is filled up with corn." Well, would you want? Well, I wanted watermelons. Well, would you plant? I planted corn. He goes, "Well, wait a minute. You know, I mean, I don't know that I'd be doing business with that farmer. You know what I'm talking about? There may may have something loose somewhere. So, so what about us? We have financial needs. Can I tell you? I we've seen this." I believe the, the, the one sure way you can get out of, you sow, out of financial need is you sow. You sow financially. Amen? I've told this story before. I'll tell it again. I can remember years ago, I was working at a grocery store. It was a bag boy bagging groceries and take the groceries out and would put them in their car. And um, there was this, this really, really nice uh, older black man and was putting his groceries in the car. Well, he had a, like an old Ford station wagon that was about 100 yards long. Do you remember those old, big old station wagons? Just, you know what I'm talking about? Man, they like were the size of a boat. I'm telling you, they were huge. And, and, um, and he had, had that car filled with kids. And, and I was putting the groceries in his car and I was thinking about, man, this guy, man, what a struggle feeding all these kids and all this. And, and just as I put the last bag in the car, I turned around and he stood there and he reached out and he handed me a tip. And I thought, whoa, wait a minute. I go, no, 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 that's okay, sir. That's okay. He goes, son, look at me. He said, here, take this tip. He goes, don't ever be poor and act poor. You know what he was doing? He was sowing. He was still practicing generosity. He was still giving. He was still giving. There's people here today that you abide in a place of loneliness. Wish I had a friend. And can I tell you, you know the way to have friends is to sow yourself, sow some friendship into some people. Right? Be a friend. Okay? Take the initiative. Reach out to somebody. There's people that, here, I wish somebody would come and encourage me. I wish somebody would just come along and say something nice. Encourage somebody. Say something nice to somebody, right? I mean, doesn't that make sense? Maybe if you say something nice. You ever seen that? Just walking down the, you know, you're walking down the aisle somewhere and you see somebody coming. I don't know about you, but I do this. I smile at them. It's either going to make them happy or freak them out. You know, either one's going to be all right. So that's right, you know. You know, hi. Wonderful. You know, so, so maybe they move out of the way really quickly. I can get to, you know. So, so I'm just telling you. Forgiveness. Man, sowing forgiveness. And it'll be amazing how God turns the hearts of people. Give and it will be given to you. Give and it will be given. So let me plant, ask you, have you planted what you want to harvest? Have you planted what you want to harvest? Kindness, blessings, friendship. Some people waiting around for Mr. or Mrs. Wright to come along. Let me ask this. 
Have you prayed for somebody else to have the person in their life that they need? Or has it all just been about you? Okay, so don't be surprised if you get what you planted. I'm serious. Don't, don't be surprised. You know, that, that, that girlfriend and, you know, oh, I can't wait for that man to come along. And, man, all of a sudden, you know, she finds this man in her life. You go, God, I just don't understand. Lord, you know I'm better than she is. I can't believe she can get somebody. I know that never happens. I mean, you know, so, right? But all of a sudden, what are we doing? We're talking about people. We're gossiping. And then we wonder why somebody talked about me at work or somebody said this or somebody did this. Every seed we plant will bring a harvest. It will bring a harvest. Let's be sure we're planting the right things. Here's another thought. So based on how much you want to harvest... So based on how much you want to harvest, okay? Um, and we're, 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 we're wrapping up really quick here, all right? So how much you want to harvest. If we went and took one seed and planted it in the ground and stood back and said, God, fill the field. All the hundreds of acres, Lord, fill it up. If we're expecting to have a whole field, if we're expecting to have our life blessed in every way, but all we ever do is just one little plant, one little seed. You need 10 stalks of corn. How many seeds are you going to plant? How many seeds are you going to plant? Good. Who said 20? Good call. Good call. I've never got all my seed to grow. <laughs> you know? Well, can I tell you this? Yeah, plant. Plant how much you need to harvest. Let me ask you a couple questions. How gracious are you? Are you patient? How many people would like patience, people to be patient with us? We'd like to reap a harvest of patience. How patient are we? How much do you compliment people? How much do you encourage them? How much do you bless them? Let me ask you this. Are you generous? Are you a generous person? Do you want generosity? How many people want generosity? I want generosity in my life. I mean, right? I'm telling you, when I'm going through the line and when they, you know, there's, there's a, we have a favorite restaurant we go to. And when somebody says, what do you like about this restaurant? I say, the portions are nice. <laughs> I've only been to one of those restaurants a couple times, you know, where you go to this restaurant and you pay way too much money. And they come out and they put a little teeny thing on your plate and they make it look really nice by putting a stalk of asparagus on it. And I don't like, like asparagus to start with. So that doesn't, you know. Are you wanting to receive? Are you expecting people to be generous towards you? Are you generous? Do you demonstrate generosity? Are you generous with courtesy? Do you hold the door open for people? Do you let others go in front? Do you give someone a parking space? Does servanthood shine in your life? think about you and think, man, oh, they're, they're just, they're a servant. They're always, man, something needs to be, they're ready. They're ready. Are you sowing in generosity that you can reap in abundance? Anybody going out to lunch today? You liars. How many people going out to lunch today? All right. Okay. There we go. A few people. Let me ask you this. Do you tip generously? If you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. Come on, preach it, brother. Right? So. Amen? 
Come on, right? Are you generous in your heart? Okay, let's not be cold-hearted, stinzy, chintzy, cheap people. That's not how God treats us. Let's not be that kind of people. Do we have a vision? Do you have a vision for your life? Do you have a vision for your money? Amen? Amen. Okay, let's jump over to the close with this. Luke chapter 6, verse 38. Okay, the Bible says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. It will be put into your lap. For with the measure you measure, for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Again, this is an agricultural term, okay? How many people know what this is right here? Anybody? Don't, don't shout it out. How many, people, how, how many people know what this is? Not just a basket. Well, con- go ahead and say it. It's, it's a bushel basket, okay? A bushel basket. How many people just learned something? Okay, okay, you just, I mean, okay, it's a bushel basket, all right? This is a, a, a size of measurement. Um, when I was young, um, I got a job. My mom signed for me. Uh, she lied and said I was a certain age when I wasn't that age, but I got to go and work at the agricultural, the farmer's market. Um, I don't know if there's a farmer's market here. And the, the farmers would bring in their produce, and they would bring in their truckloads of, uh, of cantaloupes and watermelons and different things, and... And, uh, but then one of the things that I got to work on, it was on the, the cucumber line. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm talking big bucks, 25 cents an hour, man. It was, we were raking, I was raking it, you know, so, but one of the things we would do on the cucumber line is we would pack bushel baskets filled and they would grade them. Okay. Big ones and medium ones and pickles and, you know, I mean, so that's where all the, and you'd grade them and then you'd put them into these baskets and so there was a supervisor, and we got, sometimes, depending if we were working out in the field picking cucumbers, which I am sure is going to be an activity in hell, that, um, <laughs> I, has anybody ever picked cucumbers? I, that, that had, they came when the fall took place. I am for sure about that. That is the most difficult, ungodly thing in the world. But, but you know, you'd pack these little, you'd pack these baskets, and, and I was, 12 years old, and I could barely lift one of these baskets. And I'd carry that basket, and I can remember the guy coming over all the time going, Fisher, put more cucumbers in. You know, pack it. The scripture here says, pressed down, and he, you can get more in there. And then shake it a little bit, and you can get more in there, right? And then when you put the lid, there's actually lids going on these baskets. You put the lid on these baskets, they don't, they don't want them flat. They've got to have a little roundedness to them. And then you've got... Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Then you've got a full bushel. And God says the way that he desires to pour back into your life is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You can't get it all. You can't get it all in your life. So let me ask this. Is that your expectance? Is that what you expect? Is that, is that, how many people say, I don't know if I've been expecting it, but I'd sure like it. Anybody like that? I want God to, to flood my life with every, all grace. How many people say, I'd like God to just flood my life with love? Anybody want their life flooded with love and forgiveness? How about purpose? Anybody want their life flooded, just running over with purpose and, and impact? Anybody here today want that? I want that. 
How about finances? Anybody? God, I would love, I'd love to just be able to open my Every time I open my wallet, money just jumping out. Of, I mean, you know, I mean, because there's so much of it, not that it's going to Walmart. You know what I'm talking about, right? So, can I tell you that this is the kind of life God offers to everybody? There's not one person here today that he excludes from that life. And can I tell you where that life starts? It starts in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It starts by sowing the seed of that old life and that old man and saying, God, I give you my life. And Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. I receive your love. I receive your lordship in my life today.